Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks Podcast. I'm Jim Haney. And I'm Andy Daniel. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. We are in recovery month, September. And so Andy and I thought we would talk about different recovery programs. Yeah, you know, there's some things that it feel I feel like everybody knows about, like 12-step programs and things like that, but there's a lot of other options yeah. out there for people if that's not what works for you. Absolutely, like RAP, right? 12-step programs, RAP, like these are kind of the ones that I think people kind of go to. They're pretty well-known. We thought we'd hit on some some different ones. Yeah. Do you want to start off? Do you want to... Uh, yeah, I think some things, well, when I was in inpatient treatment, the facility I was at was both chemical dependency and mental health. And I think they did a really great job with chemical dependency, but it was all 12 step, um, higher power, you know, all of that stuff. And so I felt sort of alienated by that because that doesn't fit my worldview, I guess. I kind of started looking for secular recovery programs. I found a couple. One of them is Life Ring. So they do the same kinds of things as 12 step, right? They have the same kinds of meetings and stuff like that, but there's not a focus on God or a higher power or or whatever. So they have their own way of, of running the meetings and their own, not prayers, right? But the, like their mantras and, and stuff like that. And sure. Um, sure. while there are no meetings in Montana, which is going to be a theme running through this whole podcast. Yes, it um, is. They do have online meetings so that you can, you know, you can get involved with them without having to find an in-person meeting. Nice. Very nice. And how, how did you, how did you know about, about this one? I searched for recovery alternatives okay. on the web. And while, when I was doing the search, it, it seemed a little easier to find um, substance use stuff than mental health stuff for alternatives. I would... Yeah, I would totally, I, I would totally agree with that. I think that, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I need some help and I'm not really sure and, right, maybe you're feeling uh, a little embarrassed or, yeah, I think when you put in, kind of first put in recovery, it gets, like we said, sort of dominated and then a lot of things around addiction, substance use, harder to find like broader ones, right? Yeah, and the other problem when you search something like that is you end up with a lot of these referral agencies, mm. um, and they're sometimes hard to spot, but they their job is to get you to contact them so that they can refer you to a different treatment center or whatever, and then they get paid for that referral. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to do your research when you're looking for stuff, and... I've found a lot of them use the same language or the same, you know, first page of their website or something like that. So that if they're a referral organization or a referral right. agency, 
they're probably not providing any kind of services directly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's almost like a pass through. Yeah. You're, you're just contacting them and they're sort of handing you off. Yeah. Well, one of them that I wanted to talk about is alternatives to suicide. So this, uh, I got introduced to this through a workshop I attended at the alternatives conference a few years ago. I think I was in, I think it was in the one in Memphis, but I can't remember. It could have been Austin. Anyway, they had a workshop and this is something that for me, what drew me to it was I'm a two-time suicide attempt survivor. And I feel like in Montana, we don't do a very good job of addressing suicide. Like the statistic, the, the ranking just came out recently. Again, we were ranked number one and there's really no change in our approach. We just keep sort of doing the same thing. I went to the workshop and right away, I was like, this, this is great. This is people like myself supporting other people like me. It's peer support, but it's super specific and no counselors, no safety plans. It's all run by peers. And so it's run from uh, by a company called uh, Western Mass Recovery Learning Community. If you just type in uh, alternatives to suicide, it comes right up. It's like spot on. It's like the things they're saying, it's the same way that I feel like it says this right on the website. Historically, people have believed it was too dangerous to offer peer-to-peer support groups focused on the topic of suicide without a clinician. It's like, it's so true. Yeah. Like, right? Like, it, but we, we believe in peer support. We have peer support. We pay for peer support. People want to be peer supporters, but oh no, not around the topic of suicide, you know? And so it's just, it's super cool. And they have a, a bunch of different trainings available. I mean, there's the full uh, facilitator training, that's three days, but they have all kinds of workshops, conversations on suicide, dialogue on suicide, one day, two days, half day, alternatives to suicide group overview, half day, three to four hours. They even have one called Myths of Suicide Workshop. And they have workshops on self-injury. You know, they have pricing right on here. I mean, obviously, the bigger trainings cost a lot more, but it, it's actually pretty affordable. I think the pricing is right on. Um, and so you have these these folks, Western Massachusetts, really putting out something that I think is really pretty incredible. There's a webinar. There's um, a bunch of resources here that are available right on the site. There's a list of, of course, if you live in Massachusetts, there's local support groups and there's always local training. So, you know, this would be something where we would find a champion and they would bring it to Montana alternatives to suicide. I I think it's uh, something that we really we should take a look at because I don't know that the bumper stickers, the posters, the (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that that's having as big of an impact as something like this could have have if it was actually happening in communities. And maybe when we have these clusters of suicides, maybe we implement some of these groups and we start giving people this place to come and be, you know, safe and non, where it's non-judgmental and we're not diagnosing people. It's just for support. So Right. You know, yeah. and I've always felt like working with a clinician who who doesn't have any personal experience with mental health issues or suicidal thoughts or anything. I've never really felt a good connection with 
those, you know, professionals, I mean, there's, yes, they can help, but that personal experience means so much to me to know that somebody has had those same thoughts or those so same uh-huh. feelings, you know, and can approach it from that perspective, which I guess is something that sort of got me excited about peer support anyway, is uh-huh. being able to use that experience and not have to be clinical about it. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we need to have exposure to as many different alternatives and that is kind of a good word for it, right? Like, and, and I mean that from the sense of as you and I, we're people in recovery, but then also like our communities and our societies and what we're offering people and having that element of people who've been there, done that. It, it just brings so much more to the table, but we've got to offer more to people. We're, we're very limited, I think, in Montana as a whole. It's really, again, I think it's a lot of 12-step or it's rap. Yeah. And and I think, you know, when we, when I, I know when you and I were discussing this for Recovery Month, it was like, hey, what if we just talked about a bunch of these different programs? And so I think this is great. You have another one that you want to? The Hearing Voices Network is, mm. you know, an interesting organization. It, it's more about embracing those mm. voices as opposed to seeing them as a, a problem, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, learning to live with that that's the way your your mind works. It doesn't look like there's anything active in Montana again right now, but they do have online forums. They're not uh, support groups so much as I mean, they're not like um, phone calls or video. There, there's a discussion forum where you post your question, and so it's not immediate, right? You have to uh-huh. wait for uh-huh. responses and stuff. But it's but it was- it's it's just a different way of looking at things, I guess. Um, yeah. That that's pretty interesting. It's great. And and that's what we need. Again, I mean, I just think it's the more choices and the more exposure to different things, because, you know, we say we say many pathways for people in recovery. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not really sure we offer people many pathways all the time. <laughs> right. You know, right. Or what does um, many mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There you go. Um one of them that I wanted to mention is uh, White Bison. So it's whitebison.org. These guys have, man, they have a variety of things. This is Native American based. Again, not a lot of stuff happening in Montana, but they have, uh, if you click on training programs, so they have Mending Broken Hearts, Medicine Wheel and 12 Steps. They have family programs, youth programs. They have a Warrior Down program. They have an implementation guide, and you know, if you click on um, like the mending broken hearts, I've seen this this video many times, and I'm just going to click on the community based one. This is to train facilitators to implement this curriculum in the community. This develops grief healing coaches in the community to heal from unresolved grief and the loss created by the legacy of historical or, or intergenerational trauma especially the effects of the boarding schools. Anybody who's familiar with Native American culture and communities knows this is, this is a really big issue. And then if you click on like where their training is, you can get to the calendar, like it's a training event page, and they have all their programs listed on here and all the locations.
locations and, you know, Colorado Springs, which is where they're based, Las Vegas, Costa Mesa, California, Alberta, Canada. I'm not seeing anything in Montana. And it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because we show uh, one of these videos in the Peer Support 101, and it always brings up really rich discussion, not just about Native American recovery, but about trauma. I really like uh, Don Coyas's approach, and then they offer it for women, for men, for youth, for communities. I mean, they're really thinking about the whole, and so I really like it. And again, more choices for people, I think, is what it's all about. And they have this vision of creating these grief healing coaches, and then they start these healing groups, and then the groups create what they call a healing forest, all of the individuals creating, you know, the, the community are healing together and individually. It's a program I would definitely recommend people take a look at. Also, they talk about the, when uh, the intergenerational trauma, and then it talks about seven generations, the trauma can be carried as far as seven generations, which was a big eye opener yeah. to me. Yeah. Another one that I find really interesting is Recovery International. Mm-hmm. Um, their website is amazing. There's so much information on there and real good examples of how to run a group or a, a meeting. Lots of worksheets and, and that kind of thing. And like all the other ones, there um, aren't very many things happening in Montana. The um, Montana State Hospital uh, runs a couple of groups, and then there's one in Missoula at the library. At yeah, least there's something, but... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and one of our members, Monique Casbier, runs that Missoula one. I think she's been running it for years. The really unique thing about this one is that they have a Facebook meeting group. So mm. they have in-person, telephone, online chat, and then this Facebook group. So you can look up Recovery International meeting page and you can join that group. It's a closed group. So, you know, you have to ask to be in it. And um, mm-hmm. it looks like they've got over 1,100 people in that Wow. That group there. So that's big. Yeah. 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 That would be a really interesting, you know, it, it's so easy, I think, to get uh, on Facebook now. People are on it all the time. It'd be nice to mm-hmm. have something supportive that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I see they also have telephone meetings, they have the online meetings, chat meetings, and the face group meetings. So there's actually one, two, three, four, five different ways that you can interact uh, with recoveryinternational.org. Yeah, there's lots and and such good information on the website. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it says Recovery International Meetings provide safe space to receive guidance, fellowship, acceptance, support from peers with similar problems. All meetings follow Dr. Lowe's Recovery International method that addresses underlying cause of most symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is another really good one. I know a few years ago we had Recovery International at our conference and they did a workshop. And I think your other one also, the Hearing Voices Network, I think they were there in 2017 and we did a virtual oh, right. uh, yeah. group. And so they, and they were there too. So the one that I wanted to share 
that I'm familiar with is uh, called self. Uh, this is from the sanctuary model by Dr. Sandra Bloom. Self being capital S E L F. It's the acronym for safety, emotion, loss, and future. And I got exposed to this five or six years ago. And uh, as an organization, we purchased this curriculum and we did it both uh, internally as an organization and then we offered it as a community support group. And so uh, this one is really, Sandra Bloom did a wonderful job putting this together. Now it doesn't use the terms peer support and some of the recovery language that we would utilize today, but the group is definitely designed for the lay person to facilitate and it has educational handouts about trauma different types of trauma research on trauma and then it has a worksheet so you take these home you read the educational materials you complete the worksheet the worksheet is about your own recovery and so you're kind of learning in two different ways with this group. And then when you come back to the group, you discuss what you read at home and you get the next set of worksheets. And that's really how it's designed. I learned so much about uh, trauma and it's where I learned that term White Bison uses, which is the unresolved grief, another word for the trauma that we might be carrying around, that we felt a loss and we sort of are grieving it but we never process it completely. I learned so much, would highly recommend this one. And it's just, it's really good. And it's really, I think any peer supporter could easily implement this and utilize it in a, in a peer support group, you know, working with, with a group of people. Yeah, it looks like they, they really kind of focus on sort of a, a community approach. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. It's and, and there's a lot here. There's a lot of material that has been put into it. It's really, I would, I mean, I think it's a really high quality curriculum that again, anybody could do right on the webpage. It says here, grant applications, federal funding sources insist that programs become quote, trauma informed, but how can professionals, some with extensive professional training and some with very little formal training, address the issues that arise surrounding past abuse or exposure to violence without opening up a can of worms. And then she go, kind of goes into explaining the program and lots of good information. Self represents the four nonlinear key areas of recovery that provide an organizing framework for the complex problems presented by trauma survivors, by families with problems, and by chronically stressed organizations. That's the other thing with this training you can actually, your organization could actually become certified in the sanctuary model. So your policies and procedures and definitely recommend it. If you're looking for a way to get involved politically, they have some really good information about how to, well, one of the topics here is nonviolent protests. They've got some really good information about how to talk to your elected officials, um, that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's, I feel like that's like another step, right? Once you're really comfortable in your own recovery, a next step is to try to change the system if something needs to be changed. Absolutely. And, and I, I just, I clicked on the third one in the series, a new operating system for trauma-informed systems systems of care. 
I mean, these are terms we use, trauma-informed, systems of care. Like, we use these terms all the time in behavioral health, state level, we use these terms. But really, to truly embrace it, it's more than just going to a, a presentation or a webinar and learning the statistics or the prevalence of it. You really have to begin to embrace it, and it has to flow through your policies, your procedures mandatory training for behavioral health staff and really addressing the issues of, you know, amongst staff and clients, families, the community. It's way bigger than I think some of the other ones that are out there that are just sort of rehashing the statistics sort of over and over again. It's really, this is more about the action that you're going to take and how you can do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really, it's, it's a good one. I really enjoyed it. I did it a couple of times as a group and then I did it with the organization. So Dr. Sandra Bloom. So do you have another one that you want to touch on here? Whole health action management. So oh, yes. wham, it's under the national council for behavioral health. It's really peer led and focused on your own self management as opposed to a clinical view of things also right and you can download you can go you can actually download a lot of these materials like i'm looking at the peer support training participant guide and you can see really what it's all about so yeah you have the national council involved you have uh, samsa and hersa which the center center for integrated health solutions and the utilization of the eight dimensions of wellness. And at one time, you know, this was, this is a, a two-day training. And at one time, this was very close to being integrated for peer certified peer supporters, right? Like that's where I think this was originally designed. I feel like that's kind of like what they were aiming for. And I think it was picked up in some states. I know like in Georgia, I think they're, they utilize this. And Optum Health, which is a managed healthcare company, they require this training, I'm pretty sure, for their certified peers. So more of that, more of that whole health. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a good program for sure. And it looks like there's some sort of accountability with it, um, uh -huh. like weekly worksheets and, and check-in and stuff, which I'm not sure you always get in. You know, traditional support group things that there's there's more accountability i guess with exactly this one. exactly and and you know this one is looking at so this is like uh, so as a peer supporter i'm working with you know my peer you know bob or sally the fictitious person and you know you're looking at 10 whole health and resiliency factors so things like stress management healthy eating physical activity uh, sleep service to others, having a purpose, um, having supports, positive expectation, cognitive skills, like, like positive thinking versus negative thinking, spiritual beliefs, and that sense of meaning. What, what are you doing, you know, each day? What are you, what are you working towards? Very person-centered. Um, there's like a personal log. There's one-on-one -on -one support. There's a group. There's an action plan. It's pretty comprehensive. I had an opportunity a few years ago to go do this, and, and I didn't. And I really wish that I had. And this 
who knows, might come to Montana at, at some point. So if you have an opportunity as a peer supporter, you might want to think about this as a continuing education to go get certified in this. Maybe you're the person who brings it to, to Montana. Yeah, I think it's important for people to have this wide range of options. And the more things we can get into Montana, the better. They're not going to be throughout the whole state, right? You'd have to have a bunch of people trained in right, each one right. of those things. But Absolutely. But, you know, again, it's like more tools in the toolbox. And even if you were... Even if you didn't go to the formal training, I mean, right here, I'm looking at the worksheets. I mean, they're right here. Like, there's nothing that stops you from downloading it and, you know, going through page uh, 31 and just sort of flip. Everyone has negative thoughts and engages in negative self-talk. You know, that's not the problem. The problem is when it spirals downward and people end up finding themselves and in absolute and permanent language. Three steps to help this attitude, you know, catch it early, check it and change it. And then there's like questions and there's boxes like you check stuff, you know, list three to four actions you found helpful in catching, checking and changing your negative self-talk. You know, it's it's basic. It's worksheets. And so you could easily download this and you could walk through this yourself or you could bring it to your peer supporter and say, hey, I want to I want to work on this. Or if you're a peer supporter, there's nothing that stops you from downloading this and reading through it and getting familiar with it and using this, those, those that you're working with. So, and they have a specific training for serving veterans also. Mm, So that helps you sort of understand that culture and that it's an online course. Mm. So, uh, and you have 12 months from the date that you sign up for it and pay for it to finish it. Um, so that you have this certification in veterans' behavioral health. Mm, Nice. Very nice. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, you know, in in each of these, I feel feel like we've we've, discovered not many of them are in Montana. That's one of them. (laughs) That, you know, we need need a champion to kind of bring those, with the exception of the Recovery International, that one is here, so like we need champions to to say, oh, that would be that'd be something I'm interested in and kind of bring that to Montana and be the be the person that promotes it and maybe starts the first ever group. You know, like Monique is is running the group in in Missoula and Pat, I think, runs the group at the state hospital for yeah. Recovery International. Right. But, you know, what if you're in Billings? Yeah. And right. Like, okay, there's, there is no group or maybe it's one of these other ones, you know, the sanctuary model or something. And you, you could, you know, maybe apply to your local advisory council and you get, you know, uh, some funds and you purchase the sanctuary model, the self group, and you bring it to your community and you put on this community group and then you have that. So I think that's one thing that definitely came out of it. And I think the other thing for me was that, there are a lot of them out there, but you do have to search and you have to go through more than just the first sort of page. Yeah. Yeah. It does take some effort to find things that are uncommon or less mm-hmm. common, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So don't give up, I guess is what I'm, I'm thinking like that should and be a part one, of the. Yeah. If one doesn't work, try something else. Exactly. Exactly. Because you never know. You know, you never know what's going to click for you and you might find a connection or just speaks to you and you'll know it when it happens for sure. Yeah. Any other uh, ones that we... 
Um, we want to touch on? You know, I found a lot of things that had just a small bit of information or, you know, weren't quite as well organized as the ones we talked about. Yeah. Well, if you're listening and you have other ones that you think we should have covered or you'd like us to cover, you know, send us an email or go on uh, our Facebook page and send us a message. And we're happy to share that with people. If you found something that works for you and, and we're not talking about it, let us know. And we're happy to put the word out there to the other other uh, listeners. And if you're doing something innovative, we'd like to do a podcast with you. Absolutely. We totally would love to. Yeah. I think we're, we're wrapping up another another good podcast here. I think this was a good conversation, and hopefully you as the listener out there learned some things and learned about some new programs. Yeah, there's a lot of different options out there if you just look a little bit. Well, thank you, Andy. This was, uh, this was a good one. This one was different, just felt different. We were sort of presenting specific programs. so It's energizing, actually, to see all of the stuff that's out there. Thank you, the listener, for tuning in to Recovery Talks podcast from Montana's Peer Network, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. (laughs) Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. possible.